There's a whole crowd of men out there who need this. Welcome to the case study. This case study will be marked down in time. Known to all as the record keeper of the historic rise of the woke man. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, welcome, gentlemen. I don't know if any women will be listening to this, but quite frankly, I don't care. What I want is to see the change in man. Yes, that's hurt. The change in man. This is the Woke Man series, where you hear the stories of men who changed, who laid to rest their old ways of thinking, and who opened up and started expressing their truth. Revealing emotion, strengthening their self-awareness, and breaking free from the old paradigm of being a man. This is going to help men find the courage to open up, to break the shackles of toxic masculinity, and to guide them home in becoming a better man. Let's go. Oh, by the way, it's Luca. Luca Reedy. From the Feeling Alive podcast. And The Woke Man is a sub-series. You're welcome. Welcome back to the Walkman series. I got Mr. Joel Camp here, my woke brother. Joel, how are you, bro? Good, bro. Fucking great. Awesome, man. Are you ready to jump in on the greatest case study on man or what? Definitely. I awesome. am all in, bro. I can't wait to share your story. Obviously, know you personally, but it's good that we get to um, delve a bit deeper into your path, man, and your conscious journey. So we'll start with the quickfire questions. The first one is, where did you grow up and where do you live now? Grew up in Port Pirie, South Australia. Yep. And now I'm living in Perth, Western Australia. Wicked. Do you like WA better than South Australia? I do. WA is home now. Mm. Um, cool. There are elements of South Australia that would draw me back there. Mm-hmm. But for family, for tribe, for the life that I've built, WA is home. Yeah, wicked, man. And uh, what do you do for a living right now? Um, both plant-based catering and herbalism. Mm, herbal alchemy, right? Yep, herbal alchemy. Awesome, dude. And what's one thing you're really good at? One thing I'm really good at? Yeah. Speaking to plants. Hmm, interesting. That's a good one. That makes sense for you. Yeah. Yep. What does that mean? To me, that... That's an understanding of the medicine the plant wants to share, how to share the plant, or how to best use the plant, um, how to grow it from seed through to full maturity without understanding the natural world. Wow, that's beautiful. Uh, What's your biggest fear? For a long time, it was failure. But not anymore. I guess my my biggest fear now would be probably death. Mm. Um, like in a specific way? Like is it like a, a house fire or is it just like just not 
living your full potential in this life right now is like leaving too soon? Partly leaving too soon, but also walking the the poison path as I do and communing with a lot of highly toxic plants. Um, my biggest fear is miscalculating my process and dosing too highly on something like Datura. Mm, okay, that's valid fear. Like having a, a, it's a pretty harsh guess. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But that, that would be my, figure, my biggest. But as long as my calculations are great, and so far I've never had any problems. Yeah. Um, and like with most of those spirits, it's a, it's a slow dance to get to know one another. Mm. You know, much like courting a good woman. Mm. Got to take it slow. <laughs> slow. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I, I like that. That's an interesting one. Uh, what's your favorite quote? My favorite quote. Mm. Probably a dead prez quote from an old hip hop track. And that would be, I would go against a shank. I would go against a tank with a shank for my dreams. And that's my word dog. Wow. I like that. Standing up for what you believe in. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Cool. Uh, what's, what's a conscious man to you? Uh, a conscious man to me is someone that understands the depth of their emotion mm. that isn't afraid to express both their emotions, their truth. Um, someone that has the ability to reflect on their actions, their life and witness it without judgment, but mm. learn from it and grow within their experiences. Mm. Mm. That's very true. I like that. Uh, what's one thing that challenges you right now? One thing that challenges me right now yeah. is... Financial security. Yeah, it's a valid um, one. It's a valid one. Especially, especially in this day and age where things are always as they seem. Mm. My biggest challenge would be creating, yeah, creating a secure life for myself and my beloved. Mm. Appreciate that, man. What's, what's uh, the, okay, what does unconditional love mean to you? Unconditional love to mean to me means acceptance of self. Mm, That doesn't mean that doesn't mean not having a willingness to change. Yeah. But it means accepting where I am in this moment Mm. and understanding that there is no right or wrong. Um, forgiving what has been. Yeah and growing from and learning from past mistakes. Awesome. Yeah, feel that. Uh, last question on the quick fire. Do you believe in a greater power? Yes. Mm. Yep. I don't have a name for it. Okay, cool. Um, I guess if I had to have a name for it, it would be 
Gaia. Uh, I believe in the elements. Okay. So, like, what are the elements to you? Earth, water, fire, ether. And wind. And air, yeah. Yeah, and air. Is ether, is ether considered air to you? No, ether is the beyond, the yeah. unknown, um, the spiritual realm, yeah. the, the cosmos, be it internal or external. Yeah, okay. I like that. Awesome, man. All right, well, let's get stuck into the main questions. Now, the right. first question is, what did your life look like as unwoke and what's it look like now? Comparing the two con- levels of consciousness of Joel, my life as unwoke was escapism. Mm-hmm. Um, it was heavy drug abuse. It was destructive patterns, and the unknowing and unwillingness to create change, even when I felt I'd hit rock bottom on more than one occasion. Mm, yeah okay and how's it different now to you now um now it's a constant assessment of where i am Mm. how i can show up more for myself um how i can love myself more how i can let go of shame how i can connect with myself and the world around me Mm. uh, be that the natural world or the people around me on a true intimate level. Mm. That's such a difference, eh? Mm. Completely. Awesome. And Fucking and 180. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so like what was that biggest vice for you through that period? Uh amphetamines. Okay. Popping the pills. No, I was riding the steel. What's riding I the steel? A, I was a big speed freak. Okay. And um you know, after a while, snorting speed gets a little bit old. And so you've got a mainline. Well, I ended up mainlining. You don't have to. But As in needles? As in needles. Wow. Riding the steel, mainlining. I've never heard of those terms before. So you were doing needles. Did you ever go in any deeper than amphetamines? Um, yeah, I mean, I would smoke heroin when I couldn't, I couldn't get up. And if I, or if I felt like I'd been up for too many days and I could feel psychosis coming on, I would smoke heroin to bring myself down and to, to knock myself out for a few days. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So through all that yeah. period, so through all that period, obviously that drugs were, were your biggest vice, right? Yeah. Um, what emotion challenged you most? Now, I've got five emotions, anxiety, shame, guilt, fear, and anger. Which one of those challenged you most? I'd say equal parts. Equal parts shame and fear. And do, you, do you ever contribute those emotions to something that happened in the past? Um, shame is something that I've dealt with quite a lot from... Everything from, you know, weight to intelligence to um, sexual dysfunction Mm. into not being a good enough provider. 
Um, shame is probably one of the biggest things that I've worked with over the last 10 years. Uh, and just kind of dismantling dismantling shame and the root the root cause of of those shames. Well, and have you found have you managed to like let it go and find forgiveness for that process or is it something that you're still working with? Um totally. Like I you know, like anything it rears its head every now and then. Yeah. But now I have enough understanding and awareness to recognize when I've acted out of integrity with myself mm. and learn to practice forgiveness before I enter a shame spiral. Mm, interesting. That's a good, uh, I think you got the tool now, right? Like instead of it yep. was the amphetamines, you've got the tool. Yep. That's yep. cool. So man. instead of just, instead of just blanketing it and running away and, and kind of trying to mask it with something that made me feel good or made me proactive or, mm. you know, yeah, that's really cool. Now, it, now it's learning to sit in that fire and, and bring love and awareness to it. Yeah, man, that's it. That's what it takes, eh? It's just like sit in the yeah. fire. Be willing to get yeah. to get hot to understand it, you know? Yes. So it, the, the next question is, uh, it's something that I've just recently thrown in there chatting to one of the other guys. Uh, whose love did you crave most growing up and who did you have to be to get it? Ooh. Um, mine. Mm. Wow. I craved my love the most. Um, like I, I, I had very supportive family. Um, I moved away from home when I was fifteen because, you know, I felt like. I'd already kind of been living, like both my parents were shift workers. I helped raise my sister from a very young age. I felt like I was an adult at that time. Um, I didn't resonate with school, so I figured it's best for me to move into the workforce and become a practical human being. Mm. Um, but there was a lot of pressure I put on myself from that to to achieve, to succeed, to, you know, invoke pride for myself and from others around me, I guess, yeah, my, my, myself was who I really craved love from the most. Yeah, well, that's a, I didn't expect that. It always comes yeah. from, like, your mum or your dad, so self-love, man, eh? Mm. Mm. It's been cool. a journey, man. So speaking of journeys... Was the what was the take us back to like a really low point? What was the lowest point in your life, and had suicide ever crossed your mind? I, I attempted suicide multiple times. Oh. Um, the lowest point in my life would have been I was still working, like I was a very high functioning addict. Um, but I'd come home from work one night and gotten high and one of the guys that i was living with like it was about four of us living in a squat house had od'd mm -hmm. and we didn't know what to do didn't want to alert the police um and so we took him and buried him in a skip behind or in in a garbage can in a garbage bin behind like a iga yes 
Um, and it was years until I'd gotten sober and kind of made peace with what I was doing at the time, thinking it was the best thing that I could have possibly done um, until we'd gone and told his, or till I went and told his family what had happened that night and kind of relieved that pressure from them of not knowing where their son was or if he was alive or dead or. Wow. And that took a big burden on you. Huge burden, huge burden. Um, You know, at the time he was someone that I was very close to. Um, I wouldn't say not that I ever re- not that you had real friends in in those days because everyone just kind of used one another to get what they could from one another in order to create yeah. a community and stay high. Yeah, so it weren't wasn't a real friends, but it was someone that I was close with. Yeah. Wow. And that and that was... and that took you emotionally to a point where you're like, I can't do this. And that was was that the same point where you were crossing suicide? Like suicide crossed your mind, or was there another? That was just a low point emotionally. That was a low point emotionally. Um, suicide, so like attempted suicides come, I guess, happened for me when I was tired of being an addict. Mm. And I felt too much shame at that point in my life to ask my parents for help, to seek real help and to get, to get you know, to get into rehab programs, to get yeah. sober. Um, death seemed like the easiest option in order to not be an addict anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's where I, I both contemplated and attempted suicides. Mm. Wow, man. Wow. Well, through that period, was there like a, a serious, uh, a significant moment of awakening for you? Like what, like what flipped the switch? Um, I guess it was coming out of hospital after a psychosis episode. Yeah. And I once I got out of hospital, I went straight back onto the gear. And then it was a, a few days after that. Uh, it would have been, you know, I think I was around 22 at the time, mm-hmm. 21 or 22. And there was just a moment of clarity. And I was just like, if I don't kill myself, I'm going to be dead by the end of the year. Mm. And so I, I contacted my folks and I'm like, I, I need, I'm fucked up. I need help. Mm, shit, man. And, uh, and they helped you. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? You know, what they, did that, what did that help look like? Um, that was, that was moving me away from where I was getting me established into new places, getting me into programs. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure I was attending meetings. Wow. That's love, man. You did you're right, you had good support. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Now I mean, was was healing a significant part of this journey for you, right? Like going from that moment of awakening, what healing modality did you use most or helped you most to sort of shift into this more self aware conscious man? Well, initially it was talk therapy. Um, okay. Talk Just therapy dialogue. to to, yep, to begin addressing the pain that was hidden under addiction. Yeah, and then into plant medicines like San Pedro to help 
deal with the emotional root of that that talk therapy couldn't um and to build new neurological pathways into a healthier um happier life essentially yeah, yeah. wow and that was a, a long process was it or you know it was a couple uh, of years or probably about through two two and a half three years yeah okay um, yeah awesome wow man and what about your friend group in that period you see like friend group is one of those things that we see changing most when we change you know, I, I see it come across i see it happen in a lot of a uh, lot well my own clients lives and a lot of friends of friends that are going through this journey how did it change for you i mean you say that friends weren't really that close in that point anyway but did you find a more meaningful open group along the process or what, what did it look like well i knew that in order to get sober i had to completely remove myself from everyone i knew yeah um and then during that process i kind of i found the straight edge movement within the hardcore punk community yeah and that was a that was a great way of surrounding myself with people that held similar values in in terms of not wanting to pollute themselves and dilute their their mind essentially yeah. at that point it was their mind and their physical presence with with substances yeah uh, wow and so that and helped so they, you that that definitely that that provided a support network um outside of outside of meetings and you know almost you know people that were i was able to hold myself accountable to mm. and then and then you started to meet you, that that helped you obviously your environment then just helped you just keep growing and growing and growing into who you are now yep yep and obviously mm. you know like as as you keep growing and evolving you know i like to use a bus analogy you know some people get on the bus some people get mm. off the bus and I like some that. people get back on but um you know and i i ended up kind of making friends that were great friends for the period of time that we were friends yeah but i think now now i've probably come to the point in my life where i have a very small handful of friends that i would consider true dear friends mm. you know people that you can really bear yourself to yeah yeah i feel you on that for sure man it's a it's a beautiful process when you start to realize that it's there's light at the end of the tunnel because you go through that period of like aloneness and solitude mm. and cleansing, so to speak. But it, it really does. And most people I'm interviewing really find that, yeah, once their friend group does change, it does get better for sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah definitely. So next question, we've got two left. Um, mm -hmm. This one is what part of your conscious journey are you most grateful for? Mm. what part of my i don't think there's any part that i'm more grateful for mm. um i think i've come to a point now where every day is a part in my journey that i'm grateful for because the more 
the more woke, the more conscious, the more aware of my emotional body and mm. my spiritual body I become, um, the more in touch with myself I become, the more in love mm. with myself I become. Um, mm. So I'd say right now. Yeah. Wow. So you're just grateful for now, who you are in this moment. Yep. Mm. I respect that. I love that. What's one tip? This is the last question. What's one tip you would give your old self who's just starting this journey? Don't be afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. Embrace every time you fuck up. Stop running from it. And see every downfall as a teacher. Yeah, wow. That's a good lesson that that young Joel would have loved to hear, eh? Oh, yes. Yeah, that would have saved a lot of heartache. (laughs) Well, look, man, look where you are now. And, you know, we still do go through challenges. We're not not at this point where being, we're woke, man, meaning we're Buddha, we're fucking on the pedestal. We're still going, man. We're still just striving to find more Mm -hmm. internal wholeness, hey? Yep. Um, and that's what I really want to make clear to everyone is it's not a it's not a destination. You know, you might not like find it what you're looking for if you consider it that way. You just all you want to do is just live a live with more love, really. Fucking right. word. Word, man. Yeah. Fucking and how's that for an ending, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well thank you, brother. That's that's the uh our interview up and done signed off sealed delivered well it'll be delivered in a couple of weeks but i appreciate your time bro i really do easy brother much pleasure thank you man Whoa, man bring love and just be i got love in my eyes bro i can't see i'm gonna be who i'm destined to be wokeness is taking my old self away yeah i put love into me i'm spreading that love yo don't you see grab your cacao and drink it with me because wokeness is taking my old self away woke man wokey woke man woke man wokey woke man woke man wokey woke man bring love and just be Woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, bring love and just be.